Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Get in the know, non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. You think you like football? Jim Mora doesn't just like football. He loves football. Fired up. Let's go. What are you fired up about? Life, football, the media, the fans, the world, everything, you name it. You're not down on anything at all? Nothing. Not a single thing? No. How'd practice go? Outstanding. One of the best practices we've had in my 10-year history here. That's why I chewed their ass out for 10 minutes afterwards. That's a great Football! Football! That's an all-timer. Oh, you're so good. So Jim Mora, man. Jim Mora's playoffs guy, right? Playoffs. Yeah. Yeah. Playoffs? Oh, yeah. He was a playoffs quote machine. Love me some Jim Mora. Colts and uh, Saints, right? And I think he started yeah. in the USFL. I believe he was very wow. successful in the USFL mm-hmm. and then transitioned. Yeah. Well, uh, speaking of very successful, this is Purple Daily. Just wildly successful here in these off-season months at finding ways to entertain you Vikings fans on a daily basis. Uh, presented by TCL. Enjoy more of what you love with TCL. A little bit later on in the show, you're going to hear a little battle between ESPN talking heads who have differing opinions on the Minnesota Vikings. But every Monday, we like to bring a pecking order to the table whenever possible here, where we just rank something that we think is noteworthy and important to rank. We love to rank things. We, we like, like to rankings. dissect other people's rankings mm-hmm. on this show. And so Judd Zolgad, if I'm not mistaken, has five Vikings players who must step up or get out mm-hmm. in 2021. Mm-hmm. Is that a fair way to depict this pecking order, sir? Yes, exactly right. <laughs> now, I will go. It's going to be Rick Spielman's evil laugh now, when you underperform. Now, I will go from five to one, but let me warn you here. I'm not going to give you a a plethora of names of, well, of course, that guy, you know, the fourth wide receiver has to play well or he's out. <laughs> he's gone. Or, or, His ass is or, gone. If the, or if the kicker is bad, he's going to be gone. Well, of course he's going to be gone. All right. So I'm going to give Chris you. Chris Boyd. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm going to give you five real names of guys making big dough who, if they don't succeed, will be voted off Viking Island. Sounds like a good Netflix show. Yeah. And I will start. With cornerback veteran Patrick Peterson. Now, here's why. He is signed to a one-year, $8 million contract. And the question coming off uh, what was a questionable 2020 season for Pat P, as he's known, is, is he cooked? Or if he gets a fresh start elsewhere, is it going to help him? 
We're going to find out. So Patrick Peterson is my fifth one because he's the, he's the type of guy that the Vikings have signed now for a short-term boost. He wasn't great, and you know what? He might be cooked. He might He might be fried. We don't know. We'll find out. But if he does not have a good season, he will be fired by the Vikings. Get fired. Yeah, I, my gut says he's going to bounce back. I don't think he's ever going to be the player that he was. Like you know, you, you, when you're 25, you've, you're at your peak athletic ability, your peak speed, and so he, he's not going to have that. But I think with all the great players that he's going to play with, he's got a lot of help over the top and Harrison Smith, Xavier Woods. He should have some reliable players at every level of the defense that can take pressure off. And so I just don't think he's going to be asked to do as much as maybe he was in Arizona. And so I think Mike Zimmer is going to find a way to scheme multiple years out of Patrick Peterson as a Viking. I really do. Now it's going to cost you. And so some of it's going to come down to, all right, if it's going to cost eight to $10 million to pay for an aging Patrick Peterson, maybe the Vikings say no, but I, I legitimately think this is going to be a nice rejuvenation season for Patrick Peterson. Number four on my list, linebacker, Anthony Barr. So he took a pay cut and came back. Uh, his pay went down from a, what was supposed to be $12.9 million in 2021 to ten mil. But in doing so, he also is now entering the last year of his contract. They voided off two years of his contract. So he's going to be, or he's, he's set to become a free agent after 2021. And you might be saying, well, if he plays well, he's going to leave and get a big payday elsewhere. Keep in mind, this guy's had multiple chances to leave, and he never leaves. Like, he's the guest that won't leave. It's like, Anthony, we're going to be cleaning up here. Uh, it's been really fun. Oh, man, that's fine. I'll, I'll hang on the couch. <laughs> Why don't you, uh, I mean, you know what? You, you know, here's something for the road. Here's a doggy bag of food. Oh, no, man, I'm fine. I'm staying. So, Anthony Barr likes to stay, but if Anthony Barr does not play up to expectation in 2021, he will be shown the door, and I think this time he'll officially be gone. So I actually believe that this is more of a Vikings thing than a Barr thing, because I think if Barr plays well, he's going to be like, okay, I I can come back, right? It's like, get off my couch, okay? So Anthony Barr is my fourth one on this list, because if he doesn't have a really good, good year bouncing back from what playing in Two games last year, three games tops before he got hurt, Anthony Barr will be fired. Barr is such a weird case because pro football focus doesn't really love him. You know, some of the traditional metric, you know, like he doesn't really get sacks, right? Not that he's got not that he's got a hand in the dirt and they, they don't give him a ton of opportunities to rush the passer, but the things that you would think a guy like Anthony Barr would like, whether it's PFF grade or whatnot. You know, doesn't he doesn't really show up, but he's a multi-time Pro Bowler. Mm-hmm. Mike Zimmer loves him, mm-hmm. and smart football people who break down film will say his presence, threat of what he can do, is something that opposing teams have to scheme for. And so, I don't know. This is this is definitely a telling year with the money that he's going to want to make going into free agency as well. Um, you've already got Eric Hendricks under contract. So, I don't know. Sometimes he just sort of disappears for like three weeks at a time. You're like, I don't know. I haven't heard Anthony. Has Anthony Barr been playing? I haven't heard his name been called, right. you know, in since week five or whatever it is. But Mike Zimmer seems to love him. And some of this comes down to Mike Zimmer's the head coach. Mike Zimmer specializes in defense. And if he feels like he needs Anthony Barr in his lineup to, to be fully comfortable with what he's trying to do in scheme defensively and it frees up other players to do their jobs, then I guess we just have to. Put a little faith in Mike Zimmer but and if, his judgment. If the, the Vikings and Zim don't succeed, Zim and Barr might be showing the door together as well. Because I think if Zimmer doesn't come back, Anthony Barr ain't coming back. No questions asked. 
That's probably true. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna jump in and say that the third guy on Judd's pecking order is powered by our new partner here on Purple Daily. That's right. A round of applause for the oh. legitimately most comfortable underwear any of us have ever worn. Chill Boys and ChillBoys.com. How do Chill Boys make you feel? You guys have been wearing Chill Boys for a couple I, of weeks now behind the scenes. How do they make you feel? I played 18 yesterday, and I can't play. I, there's one thing with my golf game. I got, there's numerous things in my golf game I have to fix. One of them is not my undercarriage. So Chill Boys is superior to that. That will help me break 100. I can tell you right now. Nothing, nothing down there. Love me some Chill Boys. 51 years on this planet, and I, I will say this about our friends from Chill Boys, life-changing. Like there, like there are oh, certain things as a man that you spend your life lo- looking for. The right gal, right? Hard to find. You find the right gal. But one of the most important things, and I'm not kidding, underwear. And I can't tell you how long I've struggled to find underwear that, let's just say, keep you cool. Mm-hmm. And it almost almost feels like a a basketball a thinner basketball short, so it's so comfortable. Yeah. Like there's not the clutching and grabbing that goes yeah. on. That doesn't exist with chill. No, certainly no hand checking. No certainly hand checks. No hand, checking. No, no, no hand checks. Yeah, let me tell you. All right, no audience cradle. out there, trust us. Whenever we whenever we we don't just talk about anything on the show. Okay, but trust us when we say if you're looking for the soft feathery touch of bamboo fabric. Mm-hmm. You haven't lived until you felt it. Chillboys.com. They're going to be part of this show, um, and we thank them for, for keeping us powered here and the lights on as well. All right, who is the third guy on your packing order? <laughs> okay, my third guy. Shape up or get out. My third guy is actually a guy that we need to be talking about more, and I feel like one thing that our shows do is they bring things to light that people aren't thinking about until – we sort of lift the cover of darkness off them. And then it's like, oh, that's a good topic. And it gets hot around town, right? My third guy is very much that guy because he's a guy that as 2021 starts, there needs to be a focus on big time. That is the 18th pick in the 2019 draft, one Garrett Bradbury. Mm -hmm. Okay, and here's why. The decision on Bradbury's fifth-year option, which will be for 2023, needs to be made next June. Uh, Garrett Bradbury, so far, let me make this very clear, for a first-round pick, has been a bust. For a first-round pick, his pass protection skills have not improved enough. He can run block, but I can't have a first-round pick being good at half his job. He needs to be good at the whole job. So I actually think that if Garrett Bradbury disappoints you again in 2021, there is almost certainly an immediate decision to be made about his future. Because I don't know how many times you can keep going back to that well and being like, he'll improve for next year. He'll improve for next year. This is a yeah. huge year. I, I honestly think that if Garrett Bradbury has another disappointing year, this could be it for him. And that's a major problem. You know, I think he's a great example, too, of just like sort of where the Vikings philosophy lies when it comes to scouting offensive linemen and drafting offensive linemen. So there might not be, in terms of pro football focus grade as a pass blocker and a run blocker, I don't think there's a player, and I'm just looking at centers here, but I don't think there's a player with a wider discrepancy between how bad they are as a pass blocker and how great they are as a run blocker. So 38 centers in the NFL last year played at least 20% of their team snaps. 
Garrett Bradbury was second to last in Pro Football Focus pass blocking grade. So it's like a it's like a real life human Madden grade from one to one hundred, right? And so the best guys are going to be up in the eighties and flirting with ninety and sometimes over ninety. And anything below like sixty, below fifty five, that's eh, pretty bad in any area of your game, right? He was a thirty eight grade out of a hundred in pass protection last year, but he was just under seventy as a run blocker. So he was one of the better run blocking centers, like top half, at least top half mm-hmm. in the NFL. So, but that's what they wanted, right? They wanted someone when they drafted him. He was nimble, he was light, and he was able to get out in space and get to the edge in the second level and and help clear some space for Dalvin Cook. And he's been pretty good at that. But he gets forklifted off the line of scrimmage multiple times per game because he's not good enough. And and when you have uh, a non-mobile quarterback, what is the the quickest path to a non-mobile quarterback? Right through the center, <laughs> right? Absolutely. So I don't know what it takes if he needs to bulk up more or if he just needs to be quicker about getting his base set when he snaps the football. But um, he is one of the worst pass-blocking offensive linemen in the NFL going into year three. It's a fact. I, I guess if the guard play improves substantially, that could help as well. Mm-hmm. But, the, but the problem is this. I, I think the Bradbury pick underestimated how good the defensive tackles have become as far as getting quarterback pressures, right? Like, because it used to be if you just if you just held your ground against them, a lot of them weren't great at going and trying to get through to a guy like Kirk Cousins. Well, that's not the case now, and I don't know that Garrett Bradbury can do a lot with his body to become Jeff Christie. So anyway, I that's one that's going to become extremely important because it's another first round pick that we might be talking about as far as being a bust. All right, number two on my list. I actually have him two, not one, although I'm sure you're all expecting him to be one. Kirk Cousins, and here's why. I, I know a lot of people would expect him to not be on your well, list. Well, yeah. he, he has to be, though, because one, you've removed all of the excuses, as we've been talking about now for months. All the excuses for why Kirk can't cook are gone. Like, if everyone is healthy and playing, Kirk Cousins is in a position to be sitting on a huge year, and I'm not talking about 12 games. I'm not talking about 10 games. I'm talking about 17 games. Let's say he has two mediocre games, but that still means 15 outstanding games. He is sitting on a huge year. The other part about this, and the thing that we can't dismiss is, there is no way the Vikings can absorb, in my opinion, a $45 million cap hit in 2022. That's what Kirk is going to cost against the cap. Now, I know that the cap is going to go up. So there is a little bit more wiggle room there. But my point being is if he doesn't have a good year and he has to have an outstanding year, I think that there's going to be some plan to make a change there. I really do. Yeah. That had that kind of, I mean, bravo to Kirk and his agent for just being genius negotiators and setting up these ridiculous checkpoints. Like there's there's no way that he plays on a forty five million dollar cap hit next year, even if the cap goes up. So like you're saying, I mean, you're either based on what he does this season, you're either going to say, "Awesome, let's let's make this more reasonable," but let's get you, let's extend you into yes. 2022, 23. Yep. Um, you know, I I still think there's a better chance they trade him. I don't think there's any other thing like they would either extend him or trade him. I don't think they would cut him, and I don't think they would just play the last season on a 45 million dollar hit unless you were rebuilding. Mm-hmm. Um, so. You know, I think there's a better chance they trade him. 
But if he plays really well and they win a couple playoff games, then you almost have no choice, right? I mean, look at this. The Chiefs made the hard choice with Alex Smith. They said, all right, if Super Bowl is our goal, even if we are 12 wins or whatever in the regular season, uh, we just need somebody more dynamic back here. So, yeah, this is I, I, I have no problem with Kirk being on your list here. This is a this is a big-time fork-in-the-road season for his career and where he might play. And it's imperative he gets off to a good start. Like, no more, four games I didn't play well, but now you're going to see Kirk Cook. No, you, you need to play well from opening day on. All right, number one on my list, Daniil Hunter. Yep. And and it's all contractual. So he, he is owed an $18 million roster bonus on the fifth day of what's going to be the new league year next March, okay? Now, that can be renegotiated. It can be spread out. Uh, so th- there would be a lot of options if you're going to keep him to restructure his contract again. But my point is he's coming off a neck problem. And let's say he doesn't play well. Let's say he has three sacks. It's a decision to make there because are you going to pay him like a star if the neck problem proves he's not now and there's some question going f- forward about his future? So Daniil Hunter, largely because of his contract, becomes the top guy because if he comes back and has 14 sacks, guess what? He's getting paid. He's staying Everything's good. But if he's not the same player, I could see a scenario where he's flat out just cut. I really could. Unfortunate. Uh, is, th- is, is there a chance that Daniil and his agent actually screwed themselves here? Oh, I think it's a terrible. Yes. Yes. And I know he got more next March. But um, if I'm not mistaken, they moved the money around and got no new money. So like this whole thing of I want a new contract, he didn't get one. He got it moved around, but he left himself incredibly susceptible if he doesn't come back and play damn well to basically the Vikings saying, it's been fun. Thanks a lot. Now you're off our books entirely. Yeah. And they never pay the bonus. uh, We forgot to take the Daniil Hunter controversy from write that down two weeks ago to write that down court. That's right. I did go through comments on all social media platforms. Very much a 50-50 split. People saying because because was it who was it it was me and Declan yeah or, mm-hmm. it was you and Declan that he and I would protested. get a new contract a yep. new and I said contract. it wasn't a new contract it was a restructured contract from his old contract what, what do you mean from his old contract they took his old contract and reworked money but he never got a new contract a, a new well, contract's an extension well, well, but how is it a I new would like to say extension yeah. we said a new contract right but it's not a new contract a new contract implies but you just that said it was an old contract you said it was an old contract a new contract. It's a restructure. It no, how, a restructure is not old? new. You had to say restructure. But you said it was an old contract. If it's an old contract, right. it's now a it's previous a new contract. contract. No, it's the same yeah. contract. The old contract, contract. The old contract stayed. We need Dick Wolf. The we old need, contract. Law and order here. The old con- No, but we, it, wait, we wait, need wait, law and order wait, Supreme Court. <laughs> I, I want to run this up to the justices. Wait, 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 wait. But if it's a previous contract, right. then this would be a what? But they didn't give him the new contract. They kept the previous contract and restructure. Yep, that's right. It's the previous contract that's been restructured, but it's not new. New new would be new money. He got no previous new money. Previous and old, but if it's previous and old. Okay, but if I'm not I said to you, you, if I said to you, hey, but you, okay, so your your previous car, your previous car, now you have a different car. It's a different car. But I wouldn't. Car. But Daniil got his car washed. That's no, what happened. I would he got say his he car got, washed. He, I would say he got part oh, of the And that's not a metaphor replaced. for anything, by the way. <laughs> 
Daniel simply got. I'll his tell new, you what. You know, when you put on washed. a pair of when you put on a pair of Chill, Chill Boys, Boys, it feels like you're getting your car, car wash. If you know what I'm They're saying. So comfortable. I Hi-oh. love them. I love them. That's fine. Take your point. All right. That's Judd's Take your stupid order. point. Five Vikings players that need to produce in 2021. Or they're gone. Uh, we're putting we're putting some pressure on this year. It's no more excuses. We're gonna oh we're gonna sit here and we're gonna keep doing these daily Viking shows with the mission statement of win a Super Bowl before we die. And if that happens, we will gladly come on the next day and brainstorm a new mission statement. But we should put some pressure. Cool. Come on, drinking. On this uh, so Declan has two clips here. It's always kind of fun to hear what national perspective. Like what's what's. What are the talking heads saying about the Vikings? Is it is it credible? Is it are they paying any attention to what's going on? Um, so let's uh, should we play Marcus Spears first and then Rob Ninkovich second decks? How do you yeah, want to do this? Let's do it that way. Okay. Okay. When you look at Minnesota, this one is really intriguing to me because we've been talking about the Green Bay Packers and Aaron Rodgers situation. We talked about the Chicago Bears and the quarterback situation and whether Justin Fields will start or not. But if you look at Minnesota. And you think about how quiet this has been. If you think about Daniil Hunter coming back off of an injury, if you think about re-signing Sheldon Rankins, if you think about improving this defense that Zimmer wanted to and he made it plain and simple in offseason. So he's very high. Marcus Spears is, is, is basically saying no one's under the radar adding pieces to the puzzle. And uh, everyone's talking about other teams in the division. Let's hear now from Rob Ninkovich. The Minnesota Vikings better be praying that Aaron Rodgers does not get back on the roster for the Green Bay Packers because if he does, there's no chance for the for the Vikings to win the division. So I get it. Kirk Cousins, you like that. You like that. I don't like that he's that the Vikings are on that list. I have no issues with any of the other teams. I agree with the Patriots. I agree that the Colts have a chance. I agree that Tennessee has a shot. I don't think that the Vikings have a shot. All right. I don't want I, I, to me. It's very obvious that Marcus Spears has the, has just the more accurate opinion here. I don't know how you can look at the Vikings after everything they've added. You can be skeptical for sure. And skeptical of Kirk, but I don't, and skeptical of Zimmer too, but I don't know how you can look at the Vikings and be like, oh, oh, no chance to compete in the NFC North. If Aaron Rodgers comes back, I mean, the Vikings are 500 against the Packers in Mike Zimmer's career as head coach. So they, they compete against Aaron Rodgers even when he's at his best and when he's healthy mm-hmm. and when he wants to play mm-hmm. for the Packers. So what are your thoughts on those two uh, opposing viewpoints? Uh, yeah, I think Rob's a little bit too over the top in his feelings about the Vikings right now, and I don't think he's probably taken into account how much they've actually done, especially defensively, to improve. Um, if Aaron Rodgers comes back, and that's a big if. We, don't, we do not know that, but if he does come back, I would agree that the Packers are probably the favorite to win the division. But do I think it's absolutely 1,000% clear cut and I'm dismissing the Vikings? No. So, yeah, I think Spear, I think Marcus Spears comes closer. He, he might be a little bit too far the other way. But um, this division, I, I can't say that there's a clear cut. You know, it's the Packers for sure. We don't know that. And, and if Rodgers does not come back, 
The reality is the Vikings need to be and should be the favorite to win the division. I think it's pretty simple, actually. Oh, my gosh. Who lives in that cabin? What's wrong with their lake shore? Look at all those weeds. Oh, that is the worst cabin on the lake. Don't be such a busybody. Excuse me? They must not know about Aquaside. Is that what we use? Yep. Just one application of Aquaside each spring keeps our lake shore weed free. Shh. Don't be that cabin this summer on your lake. Eliminate lake weeds this summer with Aquaside pellets. I should tell them about Aquaside. Oh, now who's the busybody? Call 1-800-328-9350 or go to Aquaside.com. Yeah, where are you at, Dex? Who, who, who's more on the on the money here? I think Spears is, and keep in mind, he's saying sleeper. You know, he's saying a sleeper pick. He's not saying a favorite pick. And if and if he came out and said they're a favorite, yes, he. I think everyone can agree with we deserve to be ripped for that. If someone said that the Vikings are a favorite to win the Super Bowl in 2021, but he's mentioning a sleeper pick. And yeah, I mean, there's a lot of sleeping giants basically on the team. Daniel Hunter is now coming back. I think your defense is better. I'm, I just still do not believe until I see it that they're going to be a top 10 unit again, but I do think it's drastically improved from where it was a year ago. Yeah, they're a sleeper, and they should be the favorites if, the, if indeed Aaron Rodgers, which he is not, going to be playing for the Packers. I mean, isn't it fair to say that, the, well, two, it's fair to say two things, I think. Number one, there's a wide range of outcomes for the Vikings because Pat Peterson, if, if he plays the way that he has in Arizona, he might be a disaster, right? Um, if Daniil Hunter isn't healthy and they don't have pressure on the other side, that maybe they have a bad pass rush again. Like, there's, there's a low... I don't think they're they're ever going to be like a three or four win team, but there's definitely like miss the playoffs scenarios if they don't get the defense shaped up the way that it needs to be. If Christian Derrissaw struggles as a rookie at left tackle, like you can see a path to ah, you know, might not be their season to make the playoffs. But if everything clicks, if if the secondary is back and if Daniil Hunter is back the way that he's been playing, and if they stay healthy close to the way they did in 2017. And if the two rookies, if Wyatt Davis and Christian Derrissaw make that offensive line better and Justin Jefferson has a year of offseason workouts to get better, right? Like if everything clicks, then this is absolutely a sleeper team to flirt with a Super Bowl. But how often does everything click, right? That's the thing. Like to, for any team, not just the Vikings, you have to get so many things to go right on defense. So I guess I side more with Marcus Spears because, yeah, if everything goes the way that the Vikings expect it and want it to go, then this team is pretty loaded up and down. And now it just comes down to Mike Zimmer in big games, Kirk Cousins in big games, and how well can those rookie offensive linemen hold up against great pass rushes. Write this down. If the Vikings are not a top 10 scoring defense in 2021, Zimmer will not be back next season. Write this down. So parlay. So those are two things. That's an if then. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But it's, it's, if they are if they are like fifteenth to twentieth, he won't be back. Like he's staked. Uh, this is on the record, by the way. Yes. This is on the record I for, I, I for Wednesdays. For Wednesday. This. Fair. But I'm but I'm just the one thing he's banking on is that that these personnel decisions that they've made to bring in a slew of guys, which is great, that's fine, uh, is going to work. If it doesn't work, like I could see him trying to divorce himself from offensive problems. Like if Kirk struggles. He's going to be like, I never really wanted Kirk. You know that. But if the defense struggles or or is not or does not get back to what we're used to from Mike's defenses, he won't be back. Yeah. So yeah. Write um, that down. Okay. Let's. I, I I can see where you're going with that. Hey, let's let's play one more clip here before we say goodbye for the day too. So Patrick Peterson has his own podcast, and and he's had Kirk Cousins on. He talks about his early experience with Vikings minicamp and OTAs and. Um, and he's, it's, it's kind of him laying the groundwork for a post-playing career in media. 
and he had some interesting things to say about players, not only in the NFL, but this applies to players in his own locker room that have yet to get the vaccine. So why go through those same, why put yourself at risk of going through that again? You know what I mean? The, you know, everybody have their different views on the, on the COVID, right? You know, on the, on the shot, you know, um, you know, no, no, no matter which brand it is, everybody have their different views. But at the end of the day, if we all in this and and trying to win a championship, and when, if it's a very small percentage of, you know, those those shots affecting people, why not put yourself in the best position possible to win a championship? He went on to say, if you're not vaccinated, you're just living in a different world. How do you think that lands with the guys who are on the record? Harrison Smith, Adam Thielen, and pretty much Kirk Cousins, who declined to talk about it, but then said, I'm just taking it day by day. He basically said, like, yeah, I'm just kind of And more, too, it sounds like. Out there. Yeah. How does that land in the locker room? Hopefully, from a football, football standpoint only, the message from a veteran player who's clearly a very pretty smart guy in Patrick Peterson gets through and before training camp starts, even if they don't believe it's what's best for them as humans, they get vaccinated because it's going to be what's best for the team. And there's no question that can't be debated. Look at what the league is doing. The league is basically saying, if you are not vaccinated, your life's going to suck. And I will go back to my guess is in his own personal life, Zimmer might not have gotten the shot, right? But because he's a coach, he has to. And he basically said it's going to make everybody's life easier. So I want to remove all political and religious agendas from this discussion and say what Patrick Peterson said hopefully gets through to these guys because as players, there's no debate. As people, there might be. As players, there's not. Yeah, and of course, like, problems. Of course, it's this is the type of thing where you can't separate the human element from it and the religious element from it. They're just like, everything's all intertwined. You're making millions of dollars, Phil. I get it. I'm just saying, like, I got the vaccine and I advocate for getting the vaccine. But, right. like, if people are putting the next 50 years of their life, how they perceive it, ahead of something professional in the short term, you know, that's the way a lot of players, they, the players are going to side with that element more than they're going to side with how much money they make for the team. I think... You know, well, there's no way to really prove this right now, but the Minnesota Twins got off to a terrible start. And they have at least one in Andleton Simmons, very public anti-vaxxer in their clubhouse. He got infected with COVID, spread it to the rest of the team, and they had a bunch of key players out early in the season. And that, and for other reasons, they derailed. They're still 10 games under 500, three months into the season, trying to figure this thing out. Um, the team lacks energy. The te- There's just something clearly off with the Minnesota Twins this year. And there's probably five or six different reasons, but I think getting off to that type of a start behind the scenes when, hey, a bunch of us on the road, we'd love to go out to eat. We'd love to venture out, maybe see some friends in different cities, and we can't because the team hasn't reached a certain level of vax rate, right? In the case of an NFL locker room, hey, we all want to be in the same meetings. We all want to eat lunch together. Like, we can't if we're vaccinated and you're not and vice versa. And so I, what I would worry about is that you've got Patrick Petersons and Eric Kendricks and other players that are like, guys, go get vaccinated. What the hell are you doing? And then whether it's Harrison Smith, Adam Thielen, Kirk Cousins saying, well, listen, I don't believe in getting vaccinated, et cetera. And it causes a non-football rift in the locker room. That's mm-hmm. the last thing this team needs going into 2021. Mm-hmm. But I get, I get that 
I get that people are viewing this through some complicated lenses too. So it's uh, it's hopefully something that doesn't derail what could be a good season for the Vikings. But I worry now that Patrick Peterson, and I agree with everything he's saying personally, but obviously other people and coworkers of his do not. It will happen for my guess multiple teams. Like there's go- there's going to be problems somewhere. Somebody's going to spread it, and then it's going to cause problems, and a guy's going to miss a week if not two weeks. So the only question is which teams. Uh, But yeah, this is, to me, from a football standpoint, if you want to attempt to win a Super Bowl, you know what? Unfortunately, I think you have to put your beliefs aside and say, what's going to allow me to play? And and look, I mean, that's how teams think too. Do, Do you think football teams i mean football's a brutal sport do you think they really go around caring about players i mean they they cut a player once you're done they cut you like your yesterday's news so it'll be very you know when zimmer's basically encouraging guys to get the vaccine to me it's a very interesting intriguing thing because he's doing it for football purposes yeah and patrick peters is not wrong there's a layer of irony if you're a hard-nosed safety or a receiver that's willing to take a hit over the middle, right? And football's not as brutal as it was maybe 10 years ago, 20, certainly 30, 40 years ago because the rule changes. But, you know, you're getting laid out multiple times a year. You're getting your bell rung, and you run the risk of CTE, and you willingly take that risk every day you step onto a football practice field or mm-hmm. a, a game day on Sunday. And so there is a layer of irony in, like, looking out for your long-term future, playing a sport that – like cuts off your long-term future and quality of life, you know? So it's tough, and uh, we'll see how this works. The fact that Mike Zimmer and Patrick Peterson are both very vocal about this makes it really, really interesting and potentially awkward. Can you imagine week eight and, like, Cousins can't play? Mm. And and then I come back to this. At that point in time, guess what? The the Or a lot of the anti- vaxxers and the vaccine advocates are going to come together because they're Vikings fans and they're going to say, what the hell he can't play. And I'm sure there's going to be a faction that will say, well, good, good for him. He didn't get the shot, but how many Vikings fans are truly going to say, yeah, way to go Kirk. And when, when uh, Jake Browning has to start. Yeah. Kirk, you showed them. I'm actually kind of curious to see what Jake Browning looks like at some point. You but don't. preseason seems no, like yeah, I was going to say you don't want to see it in week eight, Phil. <laughs> anyway, it'll be interesting. Yeah. So you like that? All right. You like well, that? Uh, Judd will be launching his new Purple Daily spinoff called uh, Purple Vaxer, uh, starting tomorrow. Three days a week, actually. It'll be Tuesdays, Thursdays, and I'm going to talk to Saturdays. Non-vaxed players. Oh, I'm going to talk to Adam Thielen. <laughs> what's going on, my man? Uh, so thanks for hanging out with us. Uh, Federated is uh, is also here on a daily basis with us. And you know, a lot of people ask, like, what's the best way uh, we can support you guys on Purple Daily and Score North? Clicking the subscribe button on our YouTube channel and giving us five-star ratings and positive reviews on Apple are two great ways. And just helping us uh, by consuming the products that our sponsors are putting out. And so if you're a business owner, for instance, and you're looking for risk management tools and you're looking for resources that can give you a little bit more peace of mind when you put your head on the pillow at night, Federated's been doing this and helping Minnesota business owners for over 100 years. They're one of us based in Owatonna, and you can find out more about their company and the resources they provide at federatedinsurance.com. Remember, at Federated, it's our business to protect yours. All right, boys. Good stuff today. It's really enjoying these chill boys. Good stuff. My my chill boys are. Balls, balls, balls. Yeah, they're they're great.
They're good. Life-changing. Life-changing. 51 years, life-changing. You think you like football? Brett Favre doesn't just like football. He loves football. All right, here we go. They're going to jump right here. You know they're going to jump. Everybody hold your water. Green right slot. 98 handoff slot on three. Ready? Balls, balls, balls. Balls, balls, balls. Balls. Green 18. Green 18. Football. Football. 